Welcome to the TurfNet Renovation Report, brought to you by Golf Preservations in the, the Andersons and Capillary Bunkers. I'm Anthony Piapi, your host. Joining me is Matt Staffieri. He is the president of MAS Golf Renovation and Construction out of Hopkinton, Mass. Welcome to the show, Matt. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And, and Matt, I think we need to point out just, it's not important to anybody else except us, but we are both graduates. We are both born and raised in Southbridge, Massachusetts, and both graduates of Southbridge High School. Although a little bit, uh, a little bit far apart, 1999 and nineteen eighty one, but both both Southbridge High graduates. Yes, it is actually very, <laughs> very weird. <laughs> I agree. Now, Matt, you bet it. You have a you graduated from UConn two thousand three with a uh, uh, bachelor of science in agronomy, turf management, and you decide to go into golf construction and not be a superintendent. Tell me how that how that came to be. What what piqued your interest in golf construction? Uh, so it, was, it actually was back in 1999 after the Ryder Cup. I just started working as an intern over at the country club, and they were doing all the renovation work after the Ryder Cup. It kind of piqued my interest. So a year later, I left my internship there and found a job with uh, Mark Eidelman of Agriscape Golf Construction, interned with them. What I, what I really liked about the construction aspect is you're at a certain place for you know a few months to maybe a year, but you're ultimately moving on and going to a different job, a different challenge, a different task. And um, you know, I mean, I really like that. When I got out of college, I got hired by Barcelos and Kane, who did the renovation work at the Country Club after the Ryder Cup, and they were building Boston Golf Club. It really solidified, you know, what I wanted to do and and be just in, you know, I really learned a lot about golf construction, you know, on that job. And, you know, ironically enough, 20 years later, we're back at the country club doing the renovation work for the, you know, the open they just had. So it was kind of a, a full circle. It's pretty neat. What was the step for you after Boston Golf Club? You know, Gil approached me. He's like, do you want to come work for us as an independent contractor? And I, uh, I said, yeah, I think it'll be kind of cool. And, and you say you were an independent contractor. So at the time, were you just a shaper? Uh, yeah, yep. Shaper slash, uh, you know, manager of some guys, you know, make sure like the guys, the work gets done. They ended up getting TPC Boston. They redid the whole uh, Arnold Palmer course. Right. I ran the project. I think we had four or five, five or six men crew that, you know, I was in charge of for them. And, you know, we got that off smoothly and, you know, it worked out pretty good. And I really, I was at the time, I was like, I, I really love this but I would kind of want to have my own five-man crew. You know what I mean? And instead of managing crews for other people, I'm like, I might as well do this for myself. But that, now, now that's, a, but that's a big step to not just, you, now how do you, how do you, how do you get your first work as a new company? Right? Cause if I'm renovating a golf course or building a golf course, I'm looking for a company with experience. I know you have experience, but how do you, how do you get that niche? How do you do that thing? Yes, it was, it was very slow in the beginning. You know, it was all word of mouth. I kind of went back to people I knew. Uh, went up to Oak Hill with a former superintendent, uh, former assistant of Bill Spence's at the country club, Scott Lagana. He gave us some work. You know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things where you had to rely on people you knew because nobody really wanted to give you a chance. You know, the, the best thing you have is your reputation. If you can do good work and people like it, then they'll call you back. Right. 
And 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 in the beginning, did you did you have a number in mind? Did you want a four man crew, including yourself? Five? What was the number that you thought was was the right one? I always like being on the job. My forte is not in the office. You know, I still like shaping things. I still like being on a piece of equipment to do that. I always thought like, oh yeah, five guys. You know, myself and now we're up to thirty guys and myself, and it, it's great. Um, but you know, I mean, I I just want to be one of the guys. And so, and so that's how big your crew is now. You're up to thirty guys. Uh, we're we're right around there now, give or take in the uh, spring and the summer. Scale back in the winter time. Um, but yeah, between twenty five and thirty is is a comfortable number for us. And how many jobs at one time is it with that number of people? We like to have like one big job, like a barco renovation, and maybe some smaller jobs going on. We try to put all of our eggs in one basket. The bigger jobs for us are a little bit easier because. If you have everybody there, they start running in all cylinders. Everybody works together. We're all a big team. And, you know, we can kind of bang them out fairly quickly. The more spread out you get, the more chaotic it is. You know, I try not to take on too much because I still want to make sure we get the best product we can do. So when I saw you when I saw you this fall, right, you're at Wampanoag Country Club in West Hartford, Connecticut. You're working for Tyler Ray. Big project doing some greens, doing all the bunkers, doing a few of the greens. Where, what were you doing? How many guys did you have there at that time? Uh, that time, I think we had about 20 guys there. And then we had about five guys over at the country club finishing up that work, the restoration work. And then another five guys over at, um, they were just finishing up some work at Boston Golf. Okay. We did a uh, little part, I think it's a little six-hole part three course with Gil and Rodney over at Boston golf. Right. So we were finishing that up. So it was a little, it was a little bit more chaotic this fall than I would have liked, you know what I mean? But that's kind of how the falls go. You know, everybody wants to be at the same time and you know, you just, you try to make it work and you try to get things done ahead of time that you can. Right. And I, and as president of the company, are you hopping around from job to job? I mean, are you going check while well, when I see you at WAMP, are you that later that week, are you going to, the other two projects to just check in on what's going on? I am, you know, but I have some pretty good guys, uh, Steve McCormick and Chris Phillips. You know, Steve kind of led the charge over at the country club. He had worked there uh, till 2013 as the, in the amateur. Um, so he was very familiar with the property. We actually interned together back in 99, 2000. So, um, you know, we've known each other for a long time. Um, you know, I'm very comfortable with him being there. All right, so let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Introducing Genesis RX, a line of comprehensive fertility and soil amendment solutions specifically designed for aerification, construction, renovation, sodding, sprigging, and seeding. These blends represent the most comprehensive fertilizers the Andersons have ever produced, offering single product solutions designed to simplify fertility and save time in application. To learn more, visit andersonsplantnutrient.com slash turf. From fairway and greens drainage to full-scale renovation work, Golf Preservations can handle your project with ease and give you the peace of mind of knowing the professionals are caring for your valuable golf course assets. Since 2005, Golf Preservations has meticulously installed over 500 miles of drainage pipe on more than 300 golf courses nationwide always keeping disruption of play to a minimum. Visit golfpreservations.com or call 606-499-2732 
to speak with us about your next drainage or renovation project. The capillary bunker system keeps bunker moisture at optimal levels to eliminate washouts, soil contamination, plugged ball lies, and other bunker maintenance and playability problems. The patented capillary bunker system not only rapidly drains rain from storms, but also moves moisture back up to the bunker sand through capillary action as needed during drier weather. Capillary bunkers last longer, average a three-year payback, and provide better, more consistent player experiences all with a 10-year performance guarantee. For more information, visit capillarybunkers.com. Okay, we're back on the TurfNet Renovation Report with my guest, Matt Staffieri, president of MAS Golf Renovation and Construction. Matt, you've worked for a number of different um, architects. Tell me about establishing a relationship. I mean, because they're part, part of the bid process, you get hired... Tell me about how you establish a working relationship with an architect. You know, hopefully they're they're not just relationships. You know, they're friends. You know what I mean? You want to establish a relationship where not only do they trust you, you trust them. And you have to have that trust factor that we're going to do what they want and they want to. We fulfill what they envision. It kind of was a word of mouth thing. Like you did one job and and another guy heard that you work for one architect and he's like, Oh, well, why don't you bid our job? And, and it kind of goes on from there. And you know, it's a small industry. It, it's big, but it's small. And, and from a creative standpoint, a, a Gil Hans bunker doesn't look like, even if they're both uh, like a Tyler Ray bunker, even if they're both restoring Donald Ross golf courses, how do you, how do you kind of figure your way out for what they want? I know we're looking at plans. We're looking at CAD, all of that stuff. How do you figure out what they want? Is that a long process? You know, it, it's a little bit of uh, repetition. It takes them a little bit. You know, there's a learning curve on every job. I think your first and second bunker, you're like, oh, it's why it's important for the, a lot of these guys spend the first few days on the job. You know, I think through repetition, it gets better and better and better. Everybody's interpretation of Don Ross is completely different. You know, even yours and mine. I mean, you know, nobody is him or nobody is, you know, Seth Rayner, but it's everybody's interpretation of it right we, we could all be sitting looking at the same plan and see different things in that plan a way about a way a bunker built is built or whatever but you're absolutely right there is still even with good plans and good aerials there still has to be an interpretation you could have three guys looking at the same photo and in a horizon line you know you could one guy will be like oh, i think that's two bunkers in a mound and then one guy could be like well that could be the mounting for the bunker behind it i mean you know these photos are great but they're still old photos with not really great resolution, and it, it does leave a little bit of interpret. Yeah, and I've had that discussion talking with architects, looking at stuff there, you know, asking for input of what you see, and you start having these discussions, and you're like, "Wow, that's interesting. Never thought of that." Or they're like, "Huh, never didn't see it from that angle." Or you know, but you're right. It's because there's there's very few cases where there's phenomenal on the ground photos of stuff just as it's been built. You're just really not sure what's there. And then now you have the modern maintenance too, so all that green washed into the front of the bunker, you know, they might raise that lip a little bit and say, hey, we just got to keep this out because we can't do that anymore. There's so much going on now that, you know, you have to have that dialogue back and forth. Right. Now, now you're, we're talking before about your size, your company. Are you, is this the staff that you want? Do you want to be, be a bigger company or do you like this 30 number? I feel good here. I feel comfortable. I, I just want to do what we do and do it best, the best we can. You treat these guys like you're your family. I mean, a lot of my guys have been with me 
since the beginning. There's not a lot of turnover. So these guys have been here and I have a, you know, I want to keep them thriving as long as I can too. So, you know, I would hate for it to get to a point where you'd have to scale back and lay people off or, or not use them. Personally, I, I kind of like it where we are and I'd rather give the guys that are here a little bit more work, a little bit more overtime and keep them happy. And so how far will you travel for a job? But I kind of like the New England area. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's for us, there's so much stuff going on here at the moment. It's it's hard to travel. You know, my kids are, you know, 8 and 12, so it's hard to, you know, I don't want to miss those basketball games every week or, you know, because you're, you know, because you're going to do chase another project. And, and we... And with, so with the sides, we kind of were talking about this be, beforehand. There are jobs that are too big for you that you won't bid on just because you don't have the staff to do that. No, you know, you, you find some good guys in this industry. And if, if something works out and you can, you know, work with another company that is a similar size of yours that you can put together and, and maybe be a bigger job, you know, do a bigger job. That's great. Um, if not, you know, then you don't. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but I think it's interesting, the balance that you don't want to be be this national corporation or even work east of the Mississippi. I mean, not just get the the amount of things going on outside of construction to make something like that work is mind-boggling to me. You know, to be moving and renting equipment and shipping equipment and adding staff and getting rid of staff and laying off staff. and For me, you know, it's just not my, my vision. You know, there's going to be a day it's going to shrink. You know what I mean? We're doing well now. Everybody's doing great. You know, there's so much work out there, but... Who knows? You know, you never know when it, it might not happen. You know? And eventually it is going to happen. I mean, everything's cyclical. There's going to be a downturn. Yeah, there is. I mean, there always is. You know what I mean? And, you know, these cycles do happen. So For somebody who's listening to this that wants to get into golf course construction, whether it be as a shaper or running their own business, what advice would you give those people? You got to stick with it. It's hard, but it, it'll happen. They're really passionate about it. And, you know, but you got to be prepared for the long days and the work and not all glory you see the pictures and 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 this is tough with instagram everything looks beautiful in pictures right but you got to remember how it gets to that and you know there's a lot of blood sweat tears you know washouts so you know you got to know all that getting into it but you know i think if people are dedicated and they really want to do it i would definitely keep pursuing it it's gratifying there's a lot of there's good people in this industry you know from superintendents to you know, golf construction guys, the architects. I mean, it's one of a kind. And, and and would you recommend that for somebody getting in that they either maybe not even get a degree, but take some classes in agronomy or landscape architecture besides the hands-on stuff? And I think having a turf background really helps understanding a superintendent because you have to work alongside these people and you want them to trust that you know what you're talking about. If you understand the maintenance, then it could help deliver a product that you know, works with maintenance, works with architecture. You know, you get everybody's best interest involved. Well, listen, I want to thank you for your time. This has been great. And this concludes today's episode with my guest, Matt Staffieri, president of MAS Golf Renovation and Construction. You have been listening to the Renovation Report on TurfNet Radio.